Hello and welcome to this podcast. In this episode we're talking about parenting. There are so many parenting things out there that tell you what to do. We're not going to tell you what to do because as soon as you do tell someone what to do, if they can't do it, then they think they failed. What we talk about is this understanding of how we work with regards to parenting and don't tell you what to do. You know your children better than anyone. Hello and welcome to our Keeping Life Simple podcast with Sheena Oxer and Paola Royal. Today we're going to be talking about parenting and Paola and myself are both parents. I am the parent of two children, currently eight and nine. And Paola, you have a son, don't you? I got a son who turned 18 last December so yes so both parents and we would like to talk about parenting what comes up for me in the moment is um, when I look back at parenting my son I used to had a lot of frustration in that time when he didn't behave the way I wanted him to yes I've I've got a really good example of that from last night actually because my children were Go on. We finished tea and we played and then at seven o'clock they suddenly decide they were hungry and then in my mind they should have been going up for a bath and then I had loads of frustration about it. You know, then they were sitting at the bath having a lovely time or my son was sitting at the bath having a lovely time (laughs) and I was getting really frustrated and I was thinking, oh, this is hilarious because they're not doing exactly what I want them to do. Exactly. I was really, really frustrated. So sorry to interrupt you, but there's a lovely example of a real life example of frustration. That's exactly it. And it's little stuff like that, isn't it? It is not really big stuff, but it's little stuff like that where we just think, oh, actually, we want them to do that now. And we want them now to go to bed or we want them to do their homework or we want them to do whatever. And when they don't do what we want them to do, then we're frustrated. But now with this understanding we are talking to you about, the question is, where does our frustration come from? And when we understand that, The children are not the ones who can make us frustrated, but it is our thinking in the moment about what the children are doing, which gives us our frustrated thoughts or our frustrated feeling. Then it looks completely different. In our society, we are told that our children can make us feel yeah, that, that's that's what we, we've grown up with, isn't it? And that's what I thought happened. You know, my child can make me feel something. But like Paula was saying, it's it is missing this this role of thought. So I find myself asking myself the question, what's my part in this? So I see the feeling that's coming up and I no longer think that it's coming from my child, because if it was coming from my child, then everybody would feel the same. And I've noticed that if my husband and I are together, He's not frustrated at the same time as I'm, I'm frustrated. Now, if it was coming from my child, then we would both be feeling the same about the situation or about our child. So the question is, what's my part in this? So when I understand that my frustration is what I'm thinking in that moment, and I do know that's changing from moment to moment, there's nothing for me to do. But with this understanding, we start to notice more easily what's going on with us in that moment. So then I don't have to react to what my child is doing because I understand what's going on in that moment. And then when I understand to see how my mind works, I understand how my child's mind works. 
So when my child then doesn't want to get out of the bath, for example, and plays up and does whatever, I know in that moment his frustration, he's thinking, is coming because he thinks it has to do with me because I want him to get out of the bath. But that's that's not an issue anymore. So then when I don't have the frustration or I still have the frustration, but I do know where it's coming from, I can react to my child in a completely different way. And so it doesn't escalate. So when I was, well, when my child was younger and I didn't know about this understanding, you should have heard us sometimes. We were living in this tiny village in our lovely Swiss house and we sounded like an Italian family sometimes because it just escalated because I wanted him to do what I wanted to do and let, that he does. And he wanted to do what he wanted to do in that moment and it just escalated and we were just ba 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 and then when we start to know about this understanding, it's just karma. And sometimes mm. it happens, but we are as well more understanding with ourselves. So because what happens then afterwards, what happened for me is that then afterwards I was frustrated with myself that I reacted towards my child in that way because I love my child and I actually don't want to have an argument with my child and I don't want to scream at him and I don't want to do whatever I did in that moment. And so when I understand, look, that's what happened in the moment, I start to be more loving with myself, mm. more understanding with my child. So we have less situations like that. And as well, it changes then and the relationship changes. And actually, I can see my child for who they are. And I don't have the need to change them. Because they are beautiful how they are. And they actually have the resilience inside themselves to grow up and blossom in a perfect way where I actually, as less I'm interfering with their growing up and just slightly lead them the way they want to go, they just develop in a beautiful way without me really interfering. Yeah. Yes. And, and what you were talking about that you felt as a frustration of, about yourself and the way you behaved, I had as guilt. So I would do things during the day with my children. I would react to certain things. And then I would go to bed and I would just play it over and over in my head, feeling guilty about all the things that I'd done. Could have been better there or could have been better there because I was seeking to be a perfect parent. I didn't want to make the mistakes that my parents made. Yeah. Um, and I found myself making the same, you know, in inverted commas, mistakes. So I would feel really, really guilty. and. The wonderful thing about knowing where that guilt is coming from, that it's thought in the moment too, when we insightfully see that, that guilt falls away. And that's amazing to me that now that I can go to bed and I don't feel that guilt, I don't play over the day because it just doesn't make sense to me anymore. But that's insightfully seen. So it's not like it's something that you need to do. It's just insightfully seen and it just falls away on its own. This might sound like it's too good to be true. And, and to be honest, it does feel like a miracle. But things really do fall away. And it's not just for me. And it's not just for Paola. It's for lots of people who come into contact with this understanding. People call it an understanding of subtraction. So when things start falling away from us, which is, it's a really beautiful thing. But, you know, I wanted to say, 
address, you know, what happens if we don't think that they're behaving really well and we can't trust them to just be who they are and blossom? What if they're behaving, you know, in a way that is inappropriate or we feel uncomfortable with? It doesn't mean that we just sit back and go, oh, hey, just do what the hell you like. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. Um, What I find with this understanding is now I can't do this all the time because we're not perfect human beings and sometimes we see it and sometimes we don't when somebody behaves in a way that I don't like I can respond with love more and more and more exactly and when I respond with love knowing that it is never personal that's another thing that this understanding brings us that it's never personal, when I can respond with love, somehow, something that could have escalated into a big fishwife shout, (laughs) (laughs) just kind of fizzles away into nothing. And we've had that this week in my family as well, because I was reminded of how anger is always covering a hurt. I don't know if you've noticed that with, with your families when you're listening to this podcast, but Next time you see someone angry, or next time you are angry, think, why am I angry? Is this covering, is this anger, is there hurt underneath it? And what I've discovered is, yes, there is. And if it's that way for me, and it's that way for Paula, and it's that way for the people that we've spoken to about this, I'm sure it's that way for every human being. And so I sometimes, when I remember, I see that hurt underneath the anger of one of my children and I can actually respond in a different way and it's really lovely and then sometimes I can't and I go well will you stop doing that (laughs) yeah and I find with my son so when I came to this understanding that uh, well and he grew up in that time you know so he was I don't know well he was quite older 15 16 and he was still he still had the feeling when I am together with him, that I start arguing, you know, when we talk about certain things and I suddenly started to get less reactive towards him. And he was still trying, you know, look, look, mom, come on, let's have this, you know, conversation he was used to and that it's just escalating. And I didn't give in anymore because I suddenly saw what my part is in this, in our relationship. And since then, we are able to communicate in a completely different way. And he's actually opening up to me and telling me everything. And for me, that's important, very important, that I know what's going on in his life. So that's really beautiful. Because like Sheena said, I mean, not everything what our kids are doing when they're growing up as well, especially when they start to get teenagers and stuff, we don't always agree with them. But when we see our part in that relationship, then we start to have a completely different way of communicating with our child. And that's for me so powerful with this understanding because Mm -hmm. we start to see, oh, actually it has nothing to do with us. And then we can really see, oh, that is what is going on for our child. Because when I understand how my mind works, I start to understand how my child's mind works. Can you say something a bit about taking things less personally? Why this understanding helps us to take things less personally? 
Because when I understand that there is only ever one thing going on, and that is thought in the moment, and thought is passing through, it's impersonal, then actually me, my little me, falls out of the equation. So then I can be more present in that moment because I'm not interested what is going on for me in that moment. I'm very present and then I'm feeling easier connection to my opposite, my opposition. So that is not opposition, but the person I'm talking to in that moment. So in that moment, my child. So then I really notice when I'm present and me falls out of equation, I can understand and listen behind the words of what is going on with my child. Mm. For me, it's that, again, it comes to insight, doesn't it? Because this is insightfully learned, that when we insightfully see that we can only ever feel what we're thinking, we can notice the role of thought in our own emotions and see that we are we are always playing out our own internal and it's got nothing to do with outside so for example we can feel completely different on one day to the next day about the same behavior that our child is doing when we see insightfully the role of thought then we know that our children are behaving in exactly the same way, that they're only ever acting as they are because of what they're thinking about. So we can always understand them. Because I used to go around and I was thinking, why, why are you doing that? Why, why would you do that? But now I know they're always thinking it's a good idea to do it. Or, you know, or a cheeky idea or something, but they always think it's a good idea somehow. <laughs> so it kind of makes sense them. It makes sense for them to do what they're doing, given the thinking they're having. And that's really helpful for me because I'm never asking myself, why on earth are you doing that? I'm never asking them, why on earth are you doing that? I'd just like to say to any parents out there that you are also doing the best that you can always with the thinking that you're having. And for me, that was a really big, oh, thank goodness for that. You know, I don't have to be perfect. And I don't have to listen. I don't have to listen to what other people are doing. I don't have to read any kinds of books because that's what is true for that person who is writing the book. And with me and my child, it's completely different again. Because if I always try to do what it says in the books... I'm trying, and if I don't succeed, then I'm beating myself up about it. And then feel, feeling guilty again. <laughs> guilty again, because I feel like I'm a bad parent. But actually, when you're listening, what's right for you in that moment, what speaks true for you in that moment, you know, that is, you always give the best you can. You can never fail. You always give the best you can. Yes. And I think that's wonderful what you just said, because I was looking in lots and lots of books for, for help to be the perfect parent that I really, really wanted to be when I had children. And they said, do this and do that and do this. And, and 
you know, we're not saying do anything. We're just saying this is how your mind works. Mm. And and you see, it, it, it just comes up for me because we sometimes, Gina and I, we sometimes talk about stuff, what happened and how resilient we are. You see, before we came to this understanding. And um, the thing is that what we're telling you is not something new. You know, this understanding is not something you which you have to learn, but it is something which you have already in you, which is already there for you. And it's just with us talking to you, we're starting to help you to unfold what is already there for you. Mm. I'll give you an example for that now with that parenting Because I used to do that with my son when we sometimes had little arguments when he was um, smaller. And I remember um, one moment and we were sitting in the car, he was sitting in his car seat in the back and we were just chatting along and he was disagreeing with me and then and with mommy and stuff. And I just said to him, look, Finn, and I actually said that to him a few times. I said, Finn, I do this as well the first time. Mm. I haven't done this before and I try the best I can, but this is the first time for me too. And there you see, you cannot fail. You always give the best you can. But with this understanding, it can develop in something even more beautiful, in an even more beautiful relationship with your child, with your partner, with everyone you are in a relationship. It's true, isn't it, Gina? Yes, absolutely true. I mean, we, we've entitled this parenting, but this is true for any relationship, any relationship at all. My relationships have become very different yeah. know, with friends and family and especially with my, my nuclear family. Of, nuclear you know, family. With my parents and my siblings, they've, uh-huh. become, very, they've become very different. Is that what you call nuclear family? <laughs> I guess my nuclear family stop you know my nuclear family is my family now I just suddenly thought hang on this is my nuclear family now with my children but it's like a nucleus rather than nuclear bomb (laughs) sometimes it feels like a nuclear bomb yes yeah sometimes it does doesn't it yeah and that's normal Mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah. And I think that's that's the other thing that is really, really lovely about this is that I've become more and more comfortable with being imperfect, more and more comfortable with my children just as they are. Exactly. And I don't really want to change them. Yes, I want to know things that will help me to help them. So we never stop learning about ourselves and other people, but we don't have to strive for that perfection and then feel guilty about it it can just be let ourselves off the hook really. yeah i always like to say having more humor about the humanness <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i think we're coming to an end thank you so much for listening this is the end of our podcast series and watch out for the next lot coming. We just want to apologize that maybe the sound wasn't perfect sometimes and uh, we are as well constantly evolving and learning with this podcasting here right now. So it will be improving from moment to moment. So bear with us and we look forward to have you in our next series. 
our next series is hopefully going to be going out and about and interviewing people who have had their lives touched by this understanding of how our minds work. Yeah, that would be beautiful. Yeah. I really look forward to that. Yeah, me too. Okay, then thank you so much for listening to us and I hope it made any sense to you and you can always contact us. You can find me under www.healthylivingwithpaolaroyal.co.uk and Sheena, do you want to say your website? Yes, my web address is www.sheenaoxa.co.uk Right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Our websites are www.sheenaoxa.co.uk and www.healthylivingwithpaolaroyal.co.uk These podcasts are for information, education and entertainment only. We offer one-to-ones and intensives. We love hearing from you. Bye-bye.